name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> so if you've ever been on a retreat, and if you haven't, this is probably going to be a little spoiler. Usually, retreats end with, you know, giving a spiel or some sort of talk about how to not get consumed in something called a spiritual high. Now, what a spiritual high is, is the idea of understanding that this retreat is not only emotionally based, right? It's not only based on how you felt on a retreat because, I mean, anyone on a retreat, you're around priests and nuns and leaders and, you know, what have you, you're going to feel good about yourself. But we like to remind the retreatants that that's not all the retreat is about. There's something more. There's something more substantial to retreat aside from the mere, you know, emotional uh, attachment to the retreat and whoever else you met there. And it's very important because if someone, you know, comes back from a retreat and is, you know, only very emotional, emotional about it and very attached, that's going to end at some point because our emotions are always subject to change. Something will always maybe make us mad. Something will make us happy. Something will make us sad, so on and so forth. So that's what you really try to uh, help the retreatants understand. And if this doesn't happen, then that person becomes very disappointed, thinking that that emotional attachment needs to stay for a long time and needs to last for, you know, as long as you want it to last. But that's not the way life works. And we see this in the gospel today. We see something similar, the spiritual high happening in this gospel today, where these Pharisees come back from Jerusalem. Now what's Jerusalem? What's the significance? Well, the temple's there, right? The temple's there, and when people go to the temple, they go to be in the presence of God. So it seems like this spiritual high didn't last too long. Because the second they come back from the temple, from being in the presence of God, the first thing they do is attack the disciples. Now, what do they attack them for? So it says that they notice that some of the disciples ate without washing their hands. And this didn't sit well with the Pharisees. It shouldn't sit well for the Pharisees if they were talking about priests because it was in the Jewish rituals, right? Where a priest would have to wash his hands before offering a sacrifice to God. But these disciples are only preparing to eat some food. They weren't preparing to offer any sacrifice to God. And they're being attacked immediately by the Pharisees. By the Pharisees who supposedly are so united to the law of God. But Jesus has something else to say about them for doing this to the disciples. Jesus calls them hypocrites, and this word could also mean stage actors. They're being actors. Why is Jesus saying this? It's because their exterior actions do not coincide with what their heart is and where their heart is at at that point. And I don't think this is really too far off from some things we may experience as well. Because sometimes we could be like the Pharisees. Now how is that? Well, we're here at church, right? 
We're in the presence of God, we're with God, we're going to you know, pray, participate in the Mass, receive the whole Eucharist, and then go on with our lives. The way we can become like the Pharisees is the second we leave these church doors, the first things that comes off of our lips in the car is maybe continuing an argument that we had before we even came to church. Maybe. Or maybe the first things we say is gossip about, about people that we saw here at church, about you know, their lifestyle, or I can't believe I saw this person at church, or I can't believe, you know, I don't know, what this person was wearing, who knows? Or maybe we could even start gossiping about maybe the hierarchy of the church, or I can't believe this priest celebrated this certain mass, or I can't believe, uh, you know, so on and so forth. That's how we become like the Pharisees. We're no different than them when we do that. Because what we're doing here in church needs to reflect what we do throughout our lives. And if it doesn't, then we become like these stage actors that Jesus is talking about. Because Jesus' response to these Pharisees is this. So he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Because these Pharisees are so consumed in human traditions and mere human things that were passed, on to, passed down to them, they put that over the law of God. And then he says, that's why Jesus says, you leave the commandment of God but hold the tradition of men. But it seems like what becomes a tradition of man for us, if we do live a lifestyle where we come to church, then, you know, outside of church, we, you know, continue to sin, immediately sin, and maybe not even make an effort to sin. We treat the church like a mere human institution. We then treat the church and everything that comes with the church as something that has been passed down traditionally by human beings, rather than understanding the church by its nature, which is a divinely instituted place. And brothers and sisters, this can really help us see ourselves more in light of the gospel today, to understand how we'll be able to reflect what happens here in the presence of God, and how we're able to take that and apply it to our daily lives, because that's the point of our lives, is not to feel good for I don't know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, depending how long whichever priest is celebrating Mass. It's not meant to feel good at that very moment. It's not meant to only be a mere emotional attachment to the Mass and um, to God. But it needs to be some, there needs to be substance. There needs to be something substantial that we are able to apply to our lives. And the way we make it substantial is we do our very best to honor the laws of God. And we do our very best to take the graces that we, that we receive at Mass and allow it to transform our hearts. And I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus says at the end, he compares this, what the Pharisees are doing, to the fourth commandment, honoring your father and your mother. And he's showing how it's not an excuse to say, okay, because I did this good thing, I went to Mass or whatever pious thing I did, it's okay for me to, you know, commit whatever sin it is. That's not the way God works. 
And that's not the way our lives should be ordered, but rather they should be, be ordered towards transformation of heart and soul. Amen.